0: A blessed Word of God Sunday to you all, to all of us. What a beautiful day, what a beautiful reminder to always keep the sacred Word of God enshrined in our hearts, in our homes, in our families, and may it it dictate everything we do and inform all of our actions always. May it continue to be a light and a pathway for our feet today we're we're given much much wonderful information from that word of God aren't we? what a fitting time to celebrate it We, hit, we many heroes we encounter in today's stories and we'll start with the, the first one that we read about Jonah. what an amazing job Jonah did answering God's call. What amazing results he achieved He helped God achieve God was able to work through him to save. Over 120,000 people, it seems. A city so big that, that the, the writer says it took three days to walk from one side to the other. Now, we don't know if that's 100% accurate, but we do know that he, we must be talking about a very big city. Yes, Jonah was a hero. Could we ever be like Jonah? Could we ever accomplish what Jonah did? Would God ever ask us to do something so important as what he asked Jonah to do? Well, as many of us know here in the room, what we're reading here today was Jonah's second attempt to turn around the people of Nineveh. The first attempt didn't go so well, did it? He received God's call and he went the opposite direction in a ship to get as far away from God's call as he could because he didn't like the Ninevites. He didn't want to save them. He wanted nothing to do with them. And they happened to be very brutal, cruel people, and they were the enemies of Israel. And the last thing he wanted to do was go to the king of Nineveh and tell him that he and his people were going to be destroyed. Did not sound like fun to Jonah. So Jonah went the other direction, avoiding God's call. So on the boat, a storm rises. Things don't go well when we go against God's call and when we try to ignore it. There's a lot of conflict going on. The, the sailors are worried that the ship will be lost, so they start praying. Not Jonah; he's taking a nap, so he sort of missed his opportunity there too. Uh, but eventually, he wakes up and says, "I think I know what's going on. You all should throw me overboard. My God's not happy with me." So he gets thrown overboard. He gets cons- gets um, swallowed by a big fish. Let's say a whale. Spends three days in the belly of that whale. Um, I'll bet you he'd never touch seafood again as long as he lived. (laughs) Imagine that experience. Then the, the whale takes him back and deposits him right about where he started his journey so that he could think things over again and reconsider God's call. Well, this time he acted on God's call but with an interesting heart condition. He went to Nineveh all right, and he, he went to let the people know that God was going to destroy them, but that was about it. It actually, the, the king of Nineveh was the one who turned around and, and told his pe- he and his people had a change of heart, and the king of Nineveh ordered repentance and the wearing of ashes and sackcloth. That wasn't really Jonah's idea. Jonah wanted to see them destroyed. So he did save the people uh, in in terms of bringing God's will to them and giving them the opportunity to turn around. He had a very, very important part in God's plan. But when it was over and God showed mercy to them because they did turn away, their hearts did change a little bit, enough for God to give them the opportunity to keep living because that's what God loves to do. Jonah wasn't happy with that. Jonah wanted them destroyed anyway. In fact, he was more concerned if we read this this narrative towards the end of the story about a tree that he was sitting under than those people's lives. But God's will was done and it was done through Jonah. And I'm certainly not trying to pick on Jonah. Uh, None of us are. Jonah was a wonderful example, but the point is if Jonah can do it, we can do it. Doesn't God give us these same opportunities. Don't we see ourselves in Jonah a little bit. I see myself in that story all over the place. And it's, it, 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 It's a beautiful reminder that that God's call is for each and every one of us, and he has something magnificent in store for each and every single one of us if we allow ourselves to be open to his call. And a great example of being open to the call was, was the future apostles that we read about in the gospel today. They heard the call, and they dropped their nets, and they followed him, Andrew and Simon, and then the others a little bit later on. Andrew and Simon let go of their nets, their security, brothers and sisters, their means of making a living, what what was between them and the world. They let go of it and said, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, and whatever you say goes. From here on out, you're in charge. We're listening to your call. They listened to that call, and they followed him, and we see the beautiful things that happened. They were by no means perfect either. Uh, We don't know a whole lot about Andrew, but certainly he made mistakes, and we know that his brother... Uh, Simon Peter, who became our first pope and was obviously a a wonderful player in the, the story of Christianity, he made horrible mistakes that he overcame, but God continued to use him. God loved him and he had a plan for him. And Peter continuously redirected himself and tried to be open to that plan. And that's really what these Discipleship Sundays are all about for us here at St. Margaret Mary. It's a reminder to to first off hear and, and discern God's plan of discipleship for ourselves in our own life. What is that unique, beautiful thing? What is that thing that he has planned for us that he's calling us to? And then finding a way to open ourselves up and do it and to do it with the right heart condition. You know, Father Walsh mentioned uh, last weekend that we would be focusing a little bit on Fratelli Tutti, uh, the, the encyclical from Pope Francis that was released in October. And in no, paragraph 77, it says something interesting. It says, every day is a new beginning, a new opportunity. It says something to that effect. And what a great reminder for each and every one of us, whatever has happened in our life, wherever we find ourselves at this moment, today, this morning is a new opportunity. And Pope Francis goes on to say in that particular paragraph, he says, you know, let's not just go out and serve the people that need help in the world. Let's try to carry, let's try to feel their burden. Let's try to feel their hurt. Fratelli Tutti means all brothers, all brothers and sisters all over the world. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you worship. It doesn't matter what your politics are. It doesn't matter what your race is. It does not matter all of the things that that tear our country apart and tear the world apart. They don't matter to Jesus. He's calling us to discipleship. He's calling us to peace and love in him. This is the invitation. This is the invitation that our Pope wants us to follow, to rise above all the things that are going on in the world. This is certainly the focus here at St. Margaret Mary, to focus on discipleship and, and see where, where do we come into this picture and how do we approach it. it in, in that encyclical, Pope Francis goes on and mentions the Good Samaritan. Now, here's a parable, but a beautiful example of, of a true servant of God. He goes and ministers to his enemy with, with absolutely nothing to gain for himself. He, he lays it all out on the table. He pours himself out with, with absolutely not thinking anything good can come of it, but something good did come of it. Peace came of it and he became a better person for doing it and he could feel good about doing it. Just like we can feel good about answering our call to discipleship, even if it takes us to the most challenging of places and the most challenging of relationships that we can possibly imagine. These are the beautiful things to remember. And I'll close by saying, you know, something else that sort of dawned on me while I was thinking about this was, for all of us that have little children or have had little children, how many of us have ever invited one of our young children to do a project with us? Any, nobody? You you all are smart. (laughs) No, No, so we all have at one time or another, have we not? We've invited them into A situation where perhaps they're helping us in the yard or helping us in the kitchen. And what a beautiful event that is. Did we do it because it would make the job easier for ourselves? Not necessarily. Not necessarily at that point in time. And and, and maybe the job would go faster. Not necessarily. But, you know, like like a loving parent that sees what's good for his child, God invites us into these situations. He didn't need Jonah to save Nineveh. He could have gone a whole different direction with that whole process. Jonah needed God to need Jonah. Imagine what Jonah found out about himself and all of that winning and losing in that story and all the different directions, all the things he went through. Imagine the person he came out as on the other side. This is the opportunity that we have. We're being called to go out and save our brothers and sisters and work in discipleship to Jesus Christ. But we're going to find, brothers and sisters, every time we accept that challenge and we take it deep into our heart and we act on it with the, with the, the right reasons in mind, like that good Samaritan, we're going to find that we will not only be saving our brothers and sisters, but certainly ourselves as well. Amen.